<laughs> wow, on point, Micah. Welcome back to another episode of If You Can't Handle the Heat. It's your boy G Swizz. Join on my left, Jokesy Worsley. What's good, people? Underneath me, Micah Maha. What's up? <laughs> um, again, if you didn't join us for our last podcast, if you haven't already, go and rate us on Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you heard. A big, 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 big news bomb that Joe just dropped on us. We're number one in trending in volleyball podcasts in the entire world. It. I'm just kidding. No, just the United States. That is States, true. But volleyball still, podcasts. But still, I mean, it's still kind of a big deal just in the United States. Uh, so I, I want to say I love you guys, and it's been a, been a pretty crazy. That was pretty crazy when we woke up to that. We're like, wow. Seriously, love you guys. Seriously, so much. <laughs> yeah. My team was like, Gage, wow, good for you guys. I was like, yeah, I know. We do pretty good for ourselves. But again, if you yeah, have already. Yeah, we know. Kind of a huge. Yeah, volleyball podcast. Yeah, huge. I don't know if you know, but we're kind of a big deal. It's fine. Yeah, because volleyball podcast such a huge I can't even, that we're just can't even walk out of my house anymore. I need to take the back door. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wear, uh, you guys know those masks, those um, uh, gator masks that like cover your neck and everything? Yeah. I have to wear it over my full face anytime I go. <laughs> dude, even dude, even grocery shopping out here in France. I, I got my windows tinted. It's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. Security. I just want to say, it's guys, I know you guys may look at us differently now, right? Um, it's still Gage, Joe, and Micah. You know, it's still the same We're guys. We're still the same guys. We're still the same guys. It's not going to our heads whatsoever. Um, we didn't throw a rager the other night via Zoom. Uh, I'm just kidding. None of that happened. But thank you guys so much for all the love and, and listening. We really, really mean that. Again, if you haven't already, go to Apple Podcasts. Make sure you rate us. Uh, refer to us to a friend. Just keep watching our stuff. And again, if you want to be on our story, just tag us. Listen to it. And then we'll get you on the story. Easy as that. But boys, we haven't done this in a while. I want Joe to go first. Then Micah, a little update on the seasons since you guys were in Jeopardy for a while. In the Bundesliga, yeah, we uh, we're well. My team, Final Bay Friedrichshafen, is currently number one in the league in the standings. We're about we're five points ahead now after Big Stein von Tilburg for the University Dang. of Hawaii. Took, they took a point off Berlin last week. He's been balling out. So we're number one. We go to Berlin this week though when we play in Berlin. Uh, so it's big time matchup. We're us in Berlin are kind of at the top, and then everybody else is like there's a big gap between like one, two, and the rest. And so we, uh, we need to keep uh, opening that gap and opening the gap between us and Berlin. And, yeah, we're going to be wrapping up season at the end of February, probably regular season, and then we'll be getting into some playoffs. They're talking about maybe a bubble for us in playoffs. I hope, I hope to do that. You crank it out in, like, two weeks. But, you know, I don't know. A lot, a lot, a lot and Champions League for us in two weeks. I forgot about that. We're playing oh, – we host damn. Champions League. Trentino Volleyball, Nova Zabirsk, the uh, Russian champion from last year, and then uh, Karlovarskoll from the Czech Republic. So big things coming up for Falfe, Friedrichshafen. Yeah, I wish I had that much information. We're not that good. Um, but we're playing. We are playing, so we got that. And I think Wednesday they have a new meeting. The French government will come out and say what the new – guidelines are apparently they're going to be more strict um probably less shopping i know that they moved our curfew from 8 to 6 p.m 
Uh, so we're still on the same thing out here. This is ridiculous. Let the people free, man. I love how we just kind of went down the uh, like dominoes. We start from the best team and progressively to the worst team to mine because I mean condition wise, not like I don't know about skill, but like condition, right? Joe's no probably skill wise. No, I, I don't know. Joe, Joe has the best team for sure, and I I definitely think you have to beat our, us for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, your pro team, of course. Dude, have you guys seen – I commented lately. I, by the way, I think I'm the highest commenter on USC men's volleyball. Uh, <laughs> USC no men's way. Volleyball. Yeah, me, by for sure. Just, I don't know why. I just randomly follow USC men's volleyball, and they're like – and they just do a hit. I'm like, ooh, good spike. Or I go like <laughs> oh, <laughs> one today. <laughs> or I want to be like uh, – <laughs> I'm always commenting. And on BYU's. Like BYU, BYU's have not as there was a time when I was ruthless on BYU's. I gotta start following everyone. <laughs> I'm in on everyone. Jeez, dude, I do. You're the Logan Paul of men's volleyball. Dude, no, no, Gage. no, no, no. no. Gage Wears hot take. Gage Worsley is the Logan Paul of men's volleyball. All right, go ahead. Joe. No, I was saying you should start using the out of system account and just we turn in just I a troll account. <laughs> I have, dude. That's like my goal in like social media because I follow like BYU too and I troll them too. Or just something like that. I'm never like an <laughs> asshole. Like there have been times where I've, I've crossed the line a few times. So I've been trying to like, just like little, like little, not jabs, but like little, just kind of fun, like tidbits. But I definitely on USC men's volleyball uh, comment the most out of anyone on that account by far. Um, <laughs> Did I heard, wait, Stein, Stein texted me today and said that they were, they were throwing shade at us in their, uh, who was foreign, Affairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, foreign affairs. Yeah, yeah. So I was there for so, that recording. So I want to know what was said, and maybe we could fire something back. Uh, well, there are things in a, uh, uh, it'll be out by the time this podcast is out, but next week we can talk about it. They're foreign affairs. They were talking smack. Okay. Um, I was behind camera. I, I heard the I whole told thing. Stein, I, was, I was watching one foreign affairs for like one minute, and Rado was talking crap already on me. So, yeah. Now, oh, there's a lot I've of crap. I've been saving up. Next week, foreign affairs is going down. Foreign affairs well, Rat, is going down. The, Rat, I was definitely uh, it was Stein and Rattle, and they were just absolutely just shit talking us. Um, but uh, on another note, <laughs> foreign affairs. On another note, uh, calling the shots. I don't know if you guys seen. There hasn't been a video lately. Just a little update on that. Uh, basically, what happened was it was a mutual agreement to not continue that on our YouTube channel anymore, just because the girls um, had school and they had other jobs and whatnot to kind of get in the way, so they couldn't produce the content that we wanted them to, that they wanted to. And it just kind of worked out both ways where it was like, okay, it didn't work out. But Foreign Affairs is still a go. It's making a comeback. If you haven't already watched it, it should be on our Instagram by now. And uh, we'll be firing back next episode. And speaking of – actually, I don't know what speaking of. Just speaking – I'm speaking right now, so we're just going to roll with that. Uh, today is not a, a solo dolo podcast with the three hammers. It's going to be a, a, a joint guest podcast here. I know you guys probably enjoyed our last one. We were just absolutely just dying the entire time. By the way, that was my, that was my, that was my, by far my funnest, the funnest podcast we've ever had. If you haven't checked it out, it's called I Am the Smoke. Go check it out. You'll fucking love it. I love it. Um, but again, we are joined uh, today on this podcast by Jordan Larson and Dave or David Hunt, depending if you're playing him or depending if you are not playing him. Um, and basically they were just recently engaged. So we're going to have a fun time, give them jabs at that. So it's going to give them relationship advice. It's going to be really, 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 really good stuff. Um, so with no further ado, David and Jordan, 
We're now joined here by Dave Hunt and Jordan Larson. Dave Hunt, the current head men's volleyball coach at Pepperdine. Jordan Larson, world champion, Olympian medalist, and also newly engaged. So congratulations on that. David, Jordan, thank you so much for, ha- thanks so much for uh, bringing on today. Yeah, thanks for having us. My, my resume is just one thing. Hers is like five, so that sort of sucks. But, but a young coach, yeah, though. Step a young up your coach. game. Come on. Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still got time to build. I still got yeah, time young build, and upcoming. So. That's right. I appreciate that, guys. Um, now we kind of talked Down a little bit. Downball master. Downball master. We can throw that in Thank there. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, uh, Dave, before we kind of talked about this, before we hopped on, we talked about um, – you have game day today. First of all, we're not playing for like a month or two and you guys are already in a game. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure the guys are pumped and whatnot. I mean, how, how's the team feeling right about now? Yeah, I think uh, the guys are fired up. You know, I'm, I'm, it's a weird mix of emotion because I'm just fired up for them. You know, it's like, it's, I'm more anxious for this game day than I normally would be. And you guys know that normally I think, the end of January, we all would have like 10 matches in already. Right. And right. some people yeah. have usually gone to Canada and come back already and played all that. So, um, I'm just excited for the guys. They've worked really hard to get here. Uh, our guys, your, you know, your guys are going through the same thing. So anybody in the States right now that gets to play volleyball, I think they've gone through a lot to make that happen. So I'm just fired up for all of them. Yeah. That's, that's actually, that's something I want to bring up with you guys is everywhere, like every part of the world, every league in Europe, every, person I talked to in the U.S., depending on the university, it's totally different on, like, the procedure on playing right now or practicing. And so what does that look like for both of you? I know, Jordan, I think you're in a- you are you go back and forth to Anaheim every day training and stuff. What does that look like for you? And then also at Pepperdine, what are, what are your guys' kind of procedures for uh, regulating the COVID situation? Yeah, Jordan, I'll let you go mm-hmm. first. Yeah, for, for me, I'm traveling down to Anaheim four times a week. Um, I did it. Uh, I was able to go to China. So I went to China and had a basically a six week season, uh, super condensed. We played probably 22 matches in like 36 days. Um, so it was pretty gnarly, but it was super safe. We were kind of in a bubble and yeah, it was really nice. Um, and then we're actually starting uh, Athletes Unlimited's uh, first ever indoor volleyball league <laughs> and uh, with a brand new kind of system, scoring system that's basically new team format all that stuff so we're gearing up for that um i leave february 5th actually so and and that's in nashville right uh it actually got moved to dallas so we are um some covid uh purposes and so now in in dallas okay okay and yeah and you know in terms of for us the collegiate system i mean similar to what people are doing across the country. We have to test at least three times a week. Um, you know, there's a lot of safety protocols, guys wearing masks, um, coaches keeping their distance, no locker rooms available, all that stuff. But, um, like I said, I think when anybody has the option just to play some volleyball, I think they're fired up where it gets a little bit funky as if someone tests positive. Um, you know, I think there's been one or two programs already, even in our conference that have had to take a pause a little bit and but that's part of it. I think you guys are experiencing that in your own leagues, as my guess is several teams, if not all the teams have had to do that at one point. So. Now, Jordan, I want to kind of go more into your league, but first, do you guys, uh, for the MPSF, do you guys have to wear masks at all or no? 
Depends on the school. So the Pac-12 schools are requiring it, but tonight in our match, you won't see us or Concordia wearing ma uh, masks. So okay. uh, my guess is when you see anybody playing the Pac-12 schools, you will see that because Pac-12 has come out and said for women's volleyball, they're doing it. So I think men's volleyball has adopted it, but, but um, yeah, our guys don't do it. Uh, they only wore them when they first came back. And then after that, okay. no. Okay. No. It and Jordan, you kind of talked about with the pro league and you talked about the new point system. Can you kind of go further into that explaining what, what that is? Oh, I don't know. I haven't fully dialed in, but basically I wouldn't say a new point system, but like new way of like drafting teams or having teams. It's not going to be just one team plays one team. You know, you stay on the same team. It's basically at one week you're there's four captains elected and then they draft their, their team for the following week. And then after that, week of three games then again there's a new four captains elected uh could be the same depending on how you kind of rank in points um and the points are all broken down I don't have them memorized yet I'm trying not to think too much about them um but um and then basically it's just a new team every single week a new draft system and then you have an overall individual winner at the end oh, wait, wait, wait wait wait, wait. <laughs> what wait 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 Joe hold on Wait, what? That's how the you league works? You guys have played fantasy football, right? You guys know how fantasy football works. Uh, I've played the fantasy football where you draft at the beginning of the year and you kind of keep your team. I mean, you can trade and stuff, but you don't do a new right. draft every week. Well, for, so, if you had to draft every week, it's the same thing. It's like DraftKings or something, which you guys can't do because you're – well, you guys can because you're not college athletes anymore. But Gage, you can't do that. So, Of course not. <laughs> of course not. Okay, so you – so you draft – so the team captains are always the same throughout the entire tournament? No. Or league? They yeah. change based no. on the points. If you're at the top, you're a team captain? Yep. Yep, exactly. So basically it's the top four players points-wise are elected captains at the end of the week. And then they get to draft their team, and then we'll play another week. So it's only three matches to 25 points cap. That's it. And then after those three matches, then again, another four captains are elected. Wow. So the, the like champion is not a team. The champion's an individual. Yep, exactly. Wow. wow. That's like a LeBron James kind of league. He'd destroy in that league. Yeah. It's, you got to be like be, a general It's going to be manager. gnarly. It's, Jordan, do you get yeah. more money if you end up winning? That's Yeah. That was yes. my next question. Yes. Really? There is a bonus structure. Wow. Yeah. This is interesting. Was there, was there like something that happened like to you personally, or like you feel like something should change for you to kind of come up with this? Like what, what was the, what was the background and thought process into going like, into like, we were like, you know what? I should be, I could definitely win this. So I'm going to make it like this. And then all of a sudden <laughs> you own your own league now. So now you can do what you want. I mean, I would, I would do the same thing. I respect that. Hey, so here's a question for the, for the guys that have set before, how many dumps would you have? Because I think part of it is like assists are one, doubles are minus 12, you know, but if you're getting kills, like setter oh. might not see the ball on perfect passes. Well, also, I feel like if you're a setter and you know a certain person's ahead of you, you won't set them like the whole match. <laughs> yeah, there's a little strategy <laughs> there, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. So, so you don't even get points for the, only for the wins. You get points for like your performance in the, in the game. Yeah, individual statistics also play into as well at least from i eavesdrop on like oh. the conversations but it's just like oh man there's gonna be some or like if i know that that i'm in the lead at the end right i'm not gonna draft somebody else that's also like a top performer because i want to beat them i want to win right like i don't know how much money we're talking but 
Yeah. Wow. But, okay. So, oh, wow. But That's you do, super interesting. What, 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 out, sorry, what outweighs the most is team wins. So you get the most points with the team okay. win overall. That's two thirds of the points. And then the other third is individual points. That's kind of what sets you apart, right? And then okay. there's a bonus structure in place because of that. And then um, that's, but yeah, it's going to get super like, like for example, like uh, like an ace, if you get an ace, it's minus 12 points. If you have a service card was going off on it today, we're actually playing like a mini like tournament the next week to kind of in prep kind of what the AU scoring is, but I, I've tried not to think too much about it because it's pretty cutthroat. Wow. Wait, so, wait, so an ace you mean would be plus 12 points? Uh, um, and then a mistake is minus? You're talking about if you get ace. Oh. Say what? Like as oh, a passer. Okay. Yeah, if ace. you get ace. It's... You're talking about if you're a passer and you get Okay, okay, okay. 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 Got it, got it. So what about the... So, like, so in the scene, you're going to be like, Oh, that's not my ball. That's not my ball. Yep. <laughs> gonna, yep. Oh my! This is gonna what about be so Lebe ridiculous. Wait, wait, oh wait! Oh my gosh! I'm a libero. What about liberos? How do we score points? How do yeah, we win? How do, we score like, how do wait, wait. I think perfect passes, right? Perfect passes, instant okay. passes. You're getting yes. Okay. Perfect yeah. passes and digs. So I'm how many liberos are in front of you? Team, your team winning serves. That's true. Yeah, that's true. This is a stop. This league is designed for Vegas. Like they should just take this to Vegas already. Like the way this is set up, it's just gonna be like perfect for gambling. I feel like. Well, it sounds this like there needs is... to be behind the scenes, you know, cameras like picking up this... all the drama. Yeah. Exactly. This league is like a reality TV show. It's gonna be like, to be like, well, you took my, you took my path, and I would, <laughs> dude. And the drafts are gonna be, cr oh my gosh. And so, do you get to choose if you're the team? Are you like the coach or like I could bench them? <laughs> That's it. I th I'm, I'm, not, I'm gonna answer for it. I, I think you can, the team captain determines who plays. Is that right, Jordan? Yes. Yep. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, but, but also you get to like, as the, as the <laughs> captain, you get to like run practice if you wanna run practice. Like we have coaches. But you can say who starts, who doesn't start, who you can have as much in your hands. You could run practice, you could make subs, you could do all that. So it's pretty interesting. Wow. I had no idea that this was that this was how this was going on. I'm I think so you got glad three good had... volunteers right here from when they start the men's league. Yeah. Three good guys right here. Oh, to, we're in there. We're going. in there. Yeah. <laughs> the A. Count us in, man. I'll put in a good word. We pulling out all the stops. Dude, that that's crazy. I, I want to get it. I wanted to get into YouTube for a second. When when exactly did you propose? What did I? When did I propose, or what did I propose? When? when? No, no, no. Yeah, when, when, when uh, we were at our good friend, who's actually uh, in Malibu here. He's the director, or was the director of Baywatch. He has a house on the beach uh, and we were with some friends over the summer and I had a, like a general idea that I wanted to propose. You know, I felt like it was the right time, but I didn't really have too much of a plan after that. So we ended up going to his house and he has a little walkway that goes down to the beach. And uh, yeah, I just felt like the time 
Catherine was right. So I had, a, you know, the ring in my board shorts and <laughs> I asked her if she would nice. marry me. And she, I still don't know if she said, yeah, she said like, are you sure a few times, but she didn't actually say like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was like, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> so I remember, uh, I remember <laughs> yeah, I didn't have, to, I didn't have like, what's up gay? No, I was just saying, I just remember when you guys were like, uh, uh, when you guys were first going together, I think this is when you guys were first uh, uh, dating. Remember, you would come around like tournaments and whatnot, or would see you with, with uh, Jordan and you two together at tournaments. And people would be like, wait, are they together? Like, are Jordan and Dave together? And I'm like, I don't know anything. And then all of a sudden, uh, you guys are proposing and all that. I just remember like full circle kind of moment there, just thinking about it. But now I have the answer. Now I have the inside scoop. That's nice. Well, yeah. Also, maybe we can get Jordan to say yes. Oh, maybe we can get Jordan to say yes on out of system. Yeah, Jordan. Yes, I, I, I say yes. There we go. Our f- many more to come. There you, go. you guys oh, are matchmakers, no, bringing know. people together. I like that. On out of system. Like with your relationship, I mean, you guys are like I, I expect you guys like uber competitors. Like, what's do you guys have a story of? like the most competitive moment between you guys. It, and is that something like for you guys that you value like in your relationship? Because I feel like it's always interesting to me to see like two like high level like coaches and athletes also see it like sometimes. And it's just like so competitive that I, I'm like, I, I don't know how I could be in something like that where it's just like always competitive all the time. Like when you go home, you're like, all right, yeah. I want to, I want to re- relax. But is it always competitive or how is it at home for you guys? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. I think, well, going back to what Gage was saying, right? Like Jordan would get done with nations league and we'd be, we'd have like nationals. Right. So it was like, that was our one time to, to hang out with each other. So I'm thankful that she was knowledgeable enough about volleyball and willing to fly the, like, you know, the nationals is never in a nice location, right? So like Phoenix or something. And it's just like, all right, Hey, spend nine days, you know, here at nationals. So um so i'm lucky and she understood when we were walking around it wasn't like a different world she understood what was going on and uh well or like when jordan hey i'm gonna go to film or i'm gonna go to serving pass you just look at your phone like so i'm really thankful about those things um i definitely am more competitive than jordan i think i win at that so you know (laughs) that's a lot um no but it's i really think i i don't think and you guys probably feel this as well like or maybe it's the exact opposite like just somebody that understands what you go through on a daily basis and understands when you're talking about like, Hey, this guy, like we had this breakthrough moment. It was super cool today in practice. And somebody's not like what it, it's passing. Like who cares? Right. Like, <laughs> or they're super into that. So I think yeah. just a high performer being around somebody that's a high performer in that, that just understands the daily grind of what it's like to try to be the best that you can be. So uh, I'm really thankful for that. I don't tell her that enough probably, but uh, I am very thankful for that. I think that's part of being like competitive though. It's like, like you don't say that as often, like, cause you don't want to give up. You don't want to give them like, the, you don't want to give them that. Cause then they'll, use, then they'll use that. Joe, we're not all as crazy you. as you. Man. <laughs> Joe's the only single, I, I want to point out that Joe's the only single one on this podcast. I think it's very clear Joe in this moment right here. So I had, I, yo, exactly. Jordan, I want to get, I want to get Jordan's opinion on this because we had, I mean, obviously being uh, men's all players, you're just around like male influences a lot. So my senior year at Hawaii, we've talked about this a lot on our podcast. 
I had, it was a joke sort of, but it was it was a little serious, but we had a team rule. It was like in season, there was no relationships because we didn't want any distractions at all. <laughs> and some of our, we had some of our like older guys who were like, oh yeah, it was, so we joke about it. So guys who were like in relationships, we mess with them about that. But how is it, like, I, I, I want to kind of get Jordan's opinion on this is when you're in like a relationship, like I don't know if it's different when you're in college versus when you become a professional athlete or maybe even for high school athletes, if it's, it's for sure different, but what is like the, the, the balancing act that goes between being in a relationship and being an athlete and taking care of everything. What is the most important thing do you think for, uh, to get out of that relationship in order to benefit, I think both sides of that relationship. I don't know if I, if that uh, makes sense. Yeah. 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 Uh... Uh, kind of just how David said it a little bit is like having someone that fully understands uh, like what you do and, and, and what we do. Right. Like I think ultimately as a professional athlete, we're all a little selfish, right? Like we are focusing on our diet. We're focusing on how, how do we perform at the present here? Like I still am carrying like this heavy load. And um, I think that for me is something that I've learned over time that hasn't been uh, the easiest, right? And plus, like you guys are finding out, like traveling overseas, right? It's hard to find someone that un fully understands that. So I think, uh, I hope I'm answering it um, correctly, but that to me is like huge. Um, and it, it's not for everyone. And I think that's, um, it's hard to come by. Yeah, 100%. I think that, I think, that, I think it's interesting because Mike and I are both in relationships with, with uh, girls who also play in uh and we just kind of something for me, at least that I've kind of, I've kind of realized, right. There's like, I feel like when you're like at a high level, right. For example, your, your level or Jordan and your, and your guys level, um, you need someone who understands, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't necessarily have to be a volleyball player. Right. But they have to understand, okay, this is where, uh, this is my priorities. This is where everything is. And this is my life. And I think that if you're not in that life, it's hard for you to understand. Like, cause sometimes you have to be selfish, especially when, when you're in like in your prime of your career, you got to be selfish and you got to be like, um, you got to be kind of like, okay, this is, this is, this needs to be this. And I think with like, for example, I have friends and sometimes, and they may not be at the highest level and they prefer girls that don't, uh, that, that, they don't, that don't play volleyball. Right. And I'm like, I feel like if you're at a high, high level, then you might want us so they understand. Right. And that's just something I've, I've kind of noticed myself. Um, but then it kind of come, comes a point. So, so Jordan, you're still playing when, when does there come a point where it's like, okay, you're still in the prime of your career. You're still doing really, really well. When you kind of reshuffle your priorities to where, okay, again, now you're going to get married and everything like that. Where do you reshuffle your priorities? And okay, now family life is more important or, or I got to kind of shift that back into it. What, what's the realization or when do you kind of make that, that jump? Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm not sh sure yet, right? Obviously I've started thinking about that, right? And I think COVID has allowed a lot more time for David and I to be together and to kind of understand what it's like to really be in the same place. And like when he talked about like, now is the right time to propose, right? Like this was the longest time that we've really actually been in one place together. Um, obviously we had been together for a while, but I think that was important. Um, probably more important for him than for me as I knew, not that he didn't know, but I just, I knew that it was going to work out like regardless, like time apart or time spent together. But um, I think it was really important for us to understand that. 
Um, and then obviously like I'm not getting younger too, right? But I, I also like COVID has allowed me to physically like get in the gym and work hard and um, just a lot of unknowns, like what the future is going to hold after the Olympic Games or things like that. So I'm really just trying to keep it open, but really trying to find that balance, you know, family and, you know, do I continue to play volleyball? Do I get into coaching? Do I just support David? Like, what is that? What does that look like? Right. How, how, yeah. how much do you, how much are you involved in like with the Pepperdine program? Do you, I mean, are you like working with them in practices and does Dave let you come in? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not, um, I, not at all. I can't, I can't be around um, like the guys, right? Like I, I'll come to practice, but I can't mm-hmm. like help or do anything like that. Um, but obviously like David said, when he comes home, like, he's like, Hey, look at this play. It's sick, you know, or whatever. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we talk about that, but other than that, I mean, he's got a pretty good staff. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I, I would suggest him to rely on them versus me, but it, we do talk <laughs> about it and, and it's good too, like for me, like I come home and right now we're like really big into like 3PB and transition. Hey, did I make this move right? Like, what should I do more efficiently? You know, just having those conversations. So he obviously mm-hmm. helps me a lot as well. It's like, uh, it's like dueling banjos a little bit. We both sit there on volume metrics, watching our own practice. Hey, watch this. No, no, watch this, watch this. Hey, you didn't watch mine, you know? That's for sure. No, I have a question for Dave and for Jordan as well. How um, interchangeable is that film and that information from the the girls at the highest level to the guys at college level? Is that is that yeah. information that you're talking about? Is it really applicable, or are there some things that you need to like that are changes? Or you're like, oh, that makes sense for that level and for women, and then th- that doesn't make sense for men at this level. Um, yeah, that's a that's a really good question, Micah. Um, so. Actually, Courtney Thompson is our volunteer right now with Pepperdine, right? And obviously, I got to know her last quad uh, with the women's national team. And her and a former teammate were having the conversation. What do I do differently? Do I talk to them differently? Like, talk to the men at Pepperdine differently than I did uh, the women. And I think the first thing is, if I had to speak differently to a gender, it probably is an inclination that I'm saying something I shouldn't be saying, right? Like saying something inappropriately or, you know, being derogatory in some manner, either towards our guys or our girls. So there's nothing that I say differently. Obviously tactics change, but tactics change with anybody that you have, whether they're male or female, right? It's just on a given ability, right? If you have guys that can control the ball, you're going to be more defense centric, right? If you have big goons at the net that can't, dig a ball, you're going to focus on blocking more. That's just the nature of coaching. Um, so their tactics change based on personnel, but I do, I don't think male or female, it's a big difference. I think what the difference is, is people that have elite mindsets and people that are, you know, just talented, but maybe don't have that extra edge to want to be great, if that makes sense. So no, that makes sense. That, yeah. That's where I have a hard time. I have a hard time understanding the guys that don't want to maximize their ability that sort of have this inferior mindset of just like, Oh, well I show up. And then once they leave the practice gym, they probably don't think about volleyball till the next day when they show up to practice. Right. Um, so that's really where I see the difference. It's not male or female. It's the elite mindset versus the inferior mindset. Thanks. So. so the biggest difference when you're watching film is just about the mindset really. 
yeah, you it's say. you know, yeah. Well, when I'm watching film of, of the guys and girls, it's the attention to detail. Like, hey, that person's made that same mistake five different times. Like, <laughs> what's the deal? That'll drive me nuts, right? And yeah, um, there are some tactics where it's, and I'm sure you guys have this conversation on your pro teams or gauge with your college team. It's like, hey, are we going to block with three? Or are we not going to block with three? That probably depends on the hitter that we're facing and you know our ability to dig the ball and um you know how much range do they have and just those things tactically but i think from a training perspective you want to train you know to all those things and then make those decisions when you're in competition so that's probably the hardest thing with the national team is you're not going to find out how how well you can side out or point score until you get to a tournament and when you're at a tournament it's like well you know i wish we would have known that two months ago <laughs> yeah uh, very true in college yeah in college you're constantly tweaking all right we got this feedback all right let's get better and we just got to be good late april you know may so um mm-hmm. yeah i think the the tactics are are relatively similar how you execute them or the philosophies are similar how you execute them tactically can change a little bit i i, I, I have a quick question for uh both you guys and it's a it's something that I've seen on social media and we've brought up on our social media pages. Is short court Ooh. a productive way to start practice? With jumping, like? with wanna, jumping. Yeah, with jumping. Yeah. I, I, we, we need to get the coaches and the players' perspective here. We need both perspectives. Is short court productive? And do you allow your players to do that? I, well, I, think, coach. I think every men's coach in the country would say, yeah, it's productive. And yeah, we allow our players to do it. That's my thought. And yeah, I think maybe... Yeah, I mean, I'll just leave it at that. All right, good. Be, all right, I'm happy to hear that. All right, Jordan, from your review, do you think it's a production? I love it. I love short court. I think it's like, okay. uh, for me, it's good for people that don't know how to play before we get into like the nitty gritty of practice. Short court, and then it just ruins it for everybody. That happened to be, to be a couple of seasons. I'm like, come on. like. But so I think that, what you, like- you got to you got to do as a coach is get that guy out of there. He has to learn to control his body in those situations. And it's, I you guys, agree. yeah, you guys see internationally, almost every athlete playing at a high level internationally can control their body. Right. And it's, that's part of learning how to be a good athlete, not, Hey, let's shut it down because one goon. I think we got one last question that we'll let you guys go. It's game day. We know that George's driving back. What's the, the coolest and like dopest venue you guys have each uh, played or coached in, in your entire career? Uh, Jordan, you can go first. You played in a lot of them. Uh, goodness. I would say, uh, I would say both Olympic uh, gyms were awesome. Like Earl's Court and uh, how do you pronounce the one in Brazil? Mara. Mara. Okay. Ma- yeah. Mara 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 something like that. Something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They were, they were, they were both very nice. Uh, yeah, both great. Ooh, I think you know. For me, it was. Uh, I mean, obviously, the Olympics is special because it's the Olympics. But uh, when we, when I coached in Japan for a year, we hosted a few tournaments where, I mean, the Japanese fans and their thunder sticks and you know their organized chants and cheers. I mean, they were. <laughs> that was impressive. And to the point where I was just like, dang, this is cool. Uh, it was a little bit weird because you're representing a different country, but, um, yeah, I thought some of those matches at grand champions cup against Brazil when Brazil was real, real good. Um, or Russia, I thought those were pretty unique. 
David, right. I, I have one... such cool answers. <laughs> yeah. Ho- well, hopefully, I mean, the only, the coolest place I've been, I mean, obviously I'm biased with uh, the Stan Sheriff Center. Obviously I'm going to say that 10 times out of 10. And I, and I truly believe that's definitely not that I've been some of the best places in the world, but like definitely playing wise is definitely, um, so if not the, one of the best places to play in the world for sure. But my, my, I have one more question for David. Oh, Dave. Sure. I keep calling you David. Do you, do you ever go by David? Just secure it. Just curiosity. Yeah, we call arguing, whatever you want. We were arguing this at the beginning. Just, well, I just want to know because if you, if David makes you mad, if I'm playing you, I'm going to call you David. But if I'm not playing, yeah. I'm playing you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Gage, I don't get too fired up too often. So, I mean, I don't know. You can call me Dave, David, whatever you want. Well, I'll try and keep that in mind when I'm playing. I'll try and get under your skin somehow. I don't know. But I don't know. What am I going to do? Dig a, I'm just going to dig a ball and stare. Like, what, I can't really yeah, do much. You do a pretty good job of that. Uh, <laughs> so maybe if that got mad. Come on, David. Mad, Come on. <laughs> yeah. You know that ball is in. Um, but what, my, my one question to you is, you coaching a, a couple USA Junior programs, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I was looking at a picture, and I, I didn't I don't know if this is one of your teams or, or if not, but I was looking at one of these pictures, right? And I was looking at the personnel on that team. And all of them are in college. All of them are, like, substantially using college. And I was looking at it. There were 14 players on that team. Out of all 14 players, pretty much none of them panned out how they were supposed to, right? So they didn't do as well as they're supposed to or whatnot. And so what I was kind of thinking from a coach's standpoint, do you know these kids, like, I mean, these guys going to college, if they're not going to pan it, like in the back of your mind, you're like, you know, this guy's got a lot of hype or something like that. And like you have personal hands-on experience and before they enter college, do you kind of see, okay, this, like, this kid is not going to pan out or is it kind of like one of those things? I mean, you don't never know for sure, but if you have a hunch, I don't know if you kind of thought that beforehand. Yeah. I think it, I think it depends. I don't know what, which one you're looking at. If my guess is there's difference between youth and junior, mm-hmm. I think, and the balance with those two and whether it's a North Seca year or a, or a world championship year. Right. And for people that don't know those U 19 and U 21 is going two year cycles. Um, and the balance you got to do is uh, who's going to get us to qualify, right? Because the whole goal is to go to world champs. Who's going to get us to qualify? And then when you're at world champs, I think the youth level probably has more turnover. The junior teams probably tend to be a little more consistent with guys that are going to move on. Um, and then you just got to make a decision if you're the head coach or you're on that staff about, hey, are we are we taking guys because we see them having a future with the national team? Or are we taking guys to try to win this tournament? because I want to do well. Um, and I think right now USA volleyball is trying to streamline that process a little bit more. Um, yeah. I know Milan, that's where he's real valuable for years for people that don't know. Yeah. Milan was head coach of the youth and juniors for Serbia. I mean, almost all of those guys are on the senior team now. Jordan Larson, David Hunt, everyone. Um, Joe, how did, first of all, how did we get Gage. them on the show? Did they, did they hit Dude, us up? So- yeah, well, no, well, David, he like messaged me saying that he listened to one of our pods and he loved it. I think it was the one with Keller uh, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And I'm like, dude, like, that'd be awesome to get him and Jordan on because that's like a very unique type of couple. Like, I mean, you have like literally one of the dude. best athletes at, in the world and you have like, yeah, one of the Jordan top Larson is a beast. For um, people that don't I, follow women's volleyball, an absolute beast, dude. Yeah. Engage. When I. I, I wanted to bring up, but it wasn't really a good time uh, while they were on. Is dude, I was gonna give Dave like uh, crap for tampering, tampering with UH athletes since <laughs> since oh, the big issue in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't bring anything up that 
Yeah, give him a fine. Hit up the NCAA and say, yo, check out the podcast. Dave we got the recording and everything. Trying- <laughs> Dave is trying to recruit me. Go to Pat. But, uh, hey, I, I got two questions here um, from this week for advice. Uh, I'll, let's run through them really quick, and then we'll, uh, we'll close it out. Let me take the first one. Let me take the first one. Okay. All right. All right. Perfect. Uh, Anon DM underscore five asks. Anon. Anon, yeah, yeah. Anon DM underscore five. <laughs> when should you start your recruiting process like emailing coaches? What's up, Anon? It's Micah here. Um, coming to you live. All right. I would start. Now, this is different because when I was getting recruiting, it was just our senior year. We would just talk to people our senior year. And I noticed that it started getting younger and younger. I think UCLA was getting people like, sophomores like committing or like even like I think I think it's starting to get a little bit lower so I would say nowadays sophomore year would be you'd be safe and you'd be like getting a good jump on it sophomore year getting your name out there emailing people um highlight videos whatever whatever you can do I actually do realize that social media is another way to get in front of coaches like some coaches do see like crazy plays here and there and then like end up looking at the page and and following people like that i know it's happened while i've been in the office of of the ucla coaches sometimes um so that's a way to sophomore year i would say but if you're a senior year junior it's not too late at all um i didn't start talking until my senior year i think i committed in like march or something like super late so don't be stressed if you're late but sophomore year would be a good jump yeah Solid. I don't know, Gage, do you have anything else to add on to that? About your that's a good, that's a good thing, like, but I never thought of. What if you, like, tag the coaches on Instagram? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, a, yeah, like they bounce them. Like, I never thought of that. Hmm. No. Other than that, Yo, yeah, I mean, right. At, at, at John Sparrow. Yeah. Come get me. At John Sparrow. <laughs> your me. next future All-American, baby. <laughs> Hashtag next up. <laughs> you know where I am. Don't Come get me. me. <laughs> Hashtag only four rides accepted. <laughs> Yo, Lord. Oh Lord! La- I had last- a guy. I had a guy. I had a, hold on. I had to say this real quick. I had a guy. I don't remember his name, but he was on a recruiting trip to UCLA, and the coaches had told me that um, <laughs> he came in. He's like, "Yeah, uh, I'm only taking a full ride." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, okay. Like that's gonna make it really easy for us because uh, we don't have that for you." So, uh, appreciate your visit and your time, but uh, yeah. It's not going to work. <laughs> we don't even have like, it available. <laughs> hey, we got a street shooter in here. Playing D3 now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bro, what's, what's the one line about, like, if you ask for uh, too much, then you end up, like, not, with nothing? What's the quote? There's a famous quote about that. I don't remember. Oh. Hey, always, some comedian, I think, says it all the time. But, all right, last question. Gage, this is on you. John P. 2015 asked, Wanting to play but dealing with an injury. Any advice? Johnny P. I've recently, for the last three years, been, de- uh, been dealing with some stuff. Uh, I want to say the last three because I kind of started fixing it this year. Um, playing with an injury, right? You got it. Well, first of all, everyone's going to – all athletes, right, are going to play with pain. That's just going to be a thing that uh, – it's going to happen. So, when it comes time to do that, right, I don't – play on like a broken fibula or something you know what i'm saying but i've been 
I've been playing a lot of excruciating pain. I think the number one thing is you got to, first off, know what you're dealing with, right? Like for me, like my training staff and everyone had no idea what I was like. I had to go on my own. It took me three years to find exactly what was wrong with me and kind of help to fix it, right? So first of all, understand your injury, understand how to fix it and what to do. You know, that way it rewards you in a, in a speedier uh, um, recovery. So one thing is know your uh, your injury. And then also you're going to have to pay, play through it. I mean, there's going to be somewhere you can't play, but the number one thing is just try and be like, okay, it's for my team and do whatever you can. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean you can go out there and get 20 kills and a broken ankle, right? But at least do something that helps your team. And I guess the long run, don't hurt your team is the most, is the most important thing. So selfless, uh, selfless actions, I guess. And that's what I'd say. And rehab a lot. Yeah. Take care of everything off the court as much as you can. Eating. Yes. Like rehab. If you have a place around you that you can go to um, at home, like YouTube is a good way to do things nowadays. You have to do all that stuff and it takes way, you have to work so much harder when you're injured than when you're healthy. Like probably you have to put in double the amount of hours. Gage saw the biggest difference when he got on the libero diet. Mm-hmm. That was when that was when the biggest improvements came. <laughs> that is true. I'm on, I'm gonna let anyone know listening. I'm on peak libero condition as of right now. No joke. I just had a huge grilled cheese before practice, so I'm fired up about that. Um, you think I'm joking, but I'm not. Boys, it's always been a pleasure talking with you. It's been a pleasure talking with Jordan and Dave or David. I, and I'm, I take that personally. That that. that uh, that no one really gets under my skin kind of thing. I'm going to make sure I try and get under his skin, you know, some little razzmatazz, you know what I'm saying? If he can't handle the heat, if he can't handle the heat, you got to handle the heat. David. I'm going to call him David from now on. Um, but boys, hopefully you guys' seasons end up all fine. Hopefully you guys are playing in the next couple months here. And hopefully I have a game in two months. So we'll see how that happens. <laughs> wow. Uh, Jesus. Boys, mahalos. Remember, if you can't handle the heat, gather the damn kitchen. This has been another episode presented by Out of System.